night is showtime. It's tailgate and touchdown time. It's big plays and highlight reels time. It's time for Crimson and Cream Nation to gather together, raise one finger to the sky, and celebrate a new season, a new team, a new chance to chase a championship. It's prime time for dime time. It's time for new stars to shine with the game on the line. It's time for BV and Danny and G Freaky and Woody and you and me and 85,000 of the greatest fans in the greatest stadium for the greatest football program in America. What time is it? It's football time in Oklahoma. Back to pass, Gabriel looks in zone, throws in zone. He's got a man. Bam! Touchdown, Jalil Farouk. Knocked in the air, intercepted. It's Jonah Laulu down the sidelines. Throw in zone for Stoops. He caught it. Oh, mama. It's time for the season opener. It's the Oklahoma Sooners and the Arkansas State Red Wolves. Here we go. Live from the Palace on the Prairie, historic Owen Field in Norman, Oklahoma. This is Sooner Football. There you go, T Row at it again, Tyler, putting out another good one. Little scene setter for you there. The great Toby Rowland. If that didn't get you pumped up, I don't know what will. So Well, you don't sound very man. pumped up, so I'm gonna well, need to, you know, get the energy up a little bit today. You just heard the scene set, like, come on, dude. Football I'll Friday, tell you come why. on. I've got the the new tie line that everyone fights over who has to use it. And as soon as I started talking, it almost blew my ears out with the uh, with the mic setting. So that's why I went quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> Well, because I, uh, I didn't know what was going out over the air. I felt like maybe I was blasting everyone's eardrums. It's uh, nice to be able to play the scene setter on Friday once again. I was wondering if we were going to get kicked off the air. Yes. Is there a cease well, and desist letter already showing Apparently up? we're not even on the air anymore, Teddy. So how can we get ah, kicked off if we aren't even on it, right? How do, we, um, how do we feel about We Ready, the super clean version behind the the scene setter to start every Friday. We're, we're playing the scene setter to start the show every Friday. The question is, are we good with We Ready, or do we need to look for another song? No, or I like go back that. to the pride uh, that we used to play. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I, I was kind of have like the old muscle memory kicked in a couple of times there. I was expecting the band, and also when Toby said, what time is it? I almost said, game time, who? <laughs> well, I, I thought that we might need to change from the, uh, the old tradition uh, six and seven year, maybe you need to evaluate yeah, a little bit what the fair. new traditions are. And I got to tell you, man, <laughs> yeah, if there's ever a time to change things, it's right it's, now. It's right now. Reevaluate the traditions that we, uh, and the routines that we had last year. I don't think I've ever been more excited to get to a season opener than I am about this year. The, just the sight of zero and zero. I've taken it for granted as a college football fan, you know, zero and zero has never looked better than what it does right now, staring at staring at OU situation. Yeah, Just to six, get rid of that six and seven and like get it away and like focus on a new season, like thank God tomorrow's finally about to be here. 
Yeah. The six and seven was it was our scarlet uh, letter for a year. Right. We had to wear it around. Absolutely. Be shamed in public. Um, no doubt about it. We're back to back to zero zero. Going to get it to one and zero against Arkansas State. Unless uh, I can't even. I don't even want to go through anything that would uh, even consider us losing the game. But I, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, I tell you something that would you like to hear something that pisses me off or no? I we let off the show with that yesterday, so yeah, let's make it back to back days. I, what, what what happened today? I just I don't get how. We wait all year. It's the same thing. And then it's, well, we're not going to learn anything about Oklahoma against Arkansas State. There, you can't – there's nothing you can see in this game that will tell you anything about uh, who Oklahoma is or what type of team they are or what they're going to look like throughout the season. I hate that take. I, don't you hate that take? It's like I've been waiting for college football season all off season. I've been complaining about it. Yeah. I take a Kent State Akron game in July, and I would snort it like it was an illegal drug. <laughs> but when it comes to my team starting at season, I really only care about three games, and those are the only three games we could know about our team. Yeah, yeah, I hear I, you. It's it's ridiculous. And if you can't watch the game and learn anything. Well, you don't know what the hell you're looking at. You don't. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to suggest that uh, Jeff Levy's going to come out and implement some brand new, never-seen-before offense. Most of what he, they do is probably going to look very similar to what they did last year. But you're going to have different guys playing different positions, and ultimately that's going to affect the way that he calls plays. And you can learn from that. Same thing on defense. They're totally new guys at a bunch of different positions, and you have to assume that it's going to change the way that we call plays and call defense. Like This defense will have different strengths and weaknesses than last year's. Same thing as the offense. I, I just get so frustrated that we wait the entire year. Here it is. <laughs> We've only got a handful of them, and, well, there's no reason to watch because you can't learn anything about Oklahoma yeah. from this game. No, I, I hear you. The, uh, the two deep is far from being set. I mean, that's, that's kind of another element, right? Be it running back, yeah. wide receiver, uh, maybe even that second corner spot. There's plenty of positions where the competition is ongoing going into tomorrow. Now, will a job be won or lost tomorrow? I, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess we'll see depending on what happens. But there's at least position battles that you can evaluate. There's, no. There, there's plenty no, to Tyler, watch tomorrow. Tyler, a, a position can't be won or lost tomorrow. Uh, matter of fact, there's nothing that can happen tomorrow that will factor in because you can't learn anything from this game. Coaches can't learn anything. Fans can't learn anything. Players can't okay. learn anything. Well, I'm going to get you in a better mood today, okay? And I'm going to do it courtesy of the Knibble-Meyer mm. Chevrolet text line. Always a surefire way to get us in a better mood. Cherokee Sooner, I love you. Five-star texter. He says, hey, fellas, big OU fan, quick question. Who do we play tomorrow and what time's the game? <laughs> yes. He said, I've waited all uh. offseason to send that text. And he sent it right at 3 p.m. Beautifully uh, done. That is – It's amazing. Awesome. And – I'm, uh, I'm sure that we'll get more of those throughout the day and then some, like, honestly, people asking what time the game starts, and that'll happen overnight and through the, uh, 
through tomorrow morning. What time's kickoff? Well, no, surely nobody asks what time kickoff is. Everyone just knows it's <laughs> 11 a.m. And Built I, in. I am so ready for the season opener and a new season and a 0-0 start that uh, I'm not even upset about the 11 a.m. kickoff tomorrow. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Nope. I'm not, not. Maybe I will be tomorrow morning. I don't think so. I just want to get this thing underway so bad. 11 a.m. Let's let's go. No, I totally agree. Let me let me hit the brakes real quick. Tell you what's going on here. I'm hanging out the brown bag, brand new, just opened over here on the west side of Norman, uh, West Robinson, 3770 West Robinson, and uh, they're open daily here from 10:30 to 9:30. The brown bag, okay.com is how you can check them out online. Specializing in burgers, tacos, and tenders. It's new favorite neighborhood restaurant located right here off 36 and Robinson. Prepare all their ingredients fresh every day. Uh, handmade onion rings, salsa, grilled chicken, pico de gallo. And uh, they also do shakes as well. Really good stuff. Restaurant quality food that is convenient and delicious right here at the brown bag. What is the big if for this year? as we sit less than 24 hours away from kickoff. Every team has questions going into the year. And there's a lot of uncertainties with this team, but like, what's the biggest overall question mark? What's the big if? If OU's going to win a Big 12 title this year. If we're going to win a Big 12 title, then blank has to happen. Uh I think there's a couple of them. I mean, it depends how, like, pinpoint you want to get. I think pretty generally speaking, you can just say the defense flat out has to be much better than they were a year ago, right? Everyone understands that. Everyone agrees with that. Uh, If you want to dial it in a little bit more, you can say Dylan Gabriel needs to be the best quarterback in the Big 12 and do so to where it's not even a debate, right? If that happens, then we win a Big 12 championship. Agree? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna agree. Yeah, I, I just. I, I like where you started with the defense because I think this year really is about the defense. And, and this year, like the defense, winning you some games, but more importantly, it's almost like setting the foundation for what's to come in the SEC. Trying to be a defensive dominant type of program, like the offense. I, I think that they're going to be good enough. I think the offense is going to be good enough to win a Big Twelve championship this year. My big if is the defense. Like, they're going to take a jump, I think. How big of a jump that they are, are they going to take? The defense is my big question for this year, but do they set that foundation? Do they get that momentum for the first year in the SEC? I think it is a super critical year, a big year, too, for that side. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I think it's a – I don't know. It's not – nothing's ever a given, but, you know, barring critical injuries and, you know, just some type of total collapse, team meltdown, it, it's hard to find a way that the defense isn't going to be pretty largely improved yeah. like across the board at all three levels. Now, I'm I not feel. suggesting they're going to be perfect, I think we're we're still going to have some mistakes. Like it wouldn't shock me tomorrow if we play really good defense for a handful of of series and then just give up a deep shot with a guy running free in the secondary. I mean that that's the thing I worry about with this team. I don't worry about us as much getting beat physically as I do, you know, lack of communication, 
not dialed in, make a mistake on the back end, and we we leave a free runner down the field. That's that's my my big worry. And, with and you know what? I think Arkansas State's um, if they're evaluating OU, they're looking at the issues they had last year with what you're just talking about, a young corner opposite of Woody Washington. I mean, what the strength of their team might be what their two best receivers. I mean, maybe just their passing game in general. I think they're going to try OU down the field tomorrow. Sure. Like, I don't think it'll be, well, Arkansas State's going to throw about two deep balls, so they better hope that they hit on those. I, I think when they try to go for a big play, it's, it's definitely going to be a deep ball to try to get some of that miscommunication. I totally agree. They were going to push it down the field. You know, you may, you may get some miscommunication before the snap. You may be able to beat a guy in one-on-one, and you may get a pass interference call. There's a lot of good things that can happen for the offense on deep balls. So, yeah, I, I imagine they're going to test us quite a bit on that. Let me, read a, let me read a few here. Sooner Gary says, if we're going to win the Big 12, we must improve third down efficiency on both sides of the ball. God, ain't that the truth? Boy, <laughs> no kidding. Yes, yes, Gary. We were not mm-hmm. good either, either side last year. It was, it was not only were we not good, we were bad. By Oklahoma standards, I don't even care what the rest of the Big 12 was, and I know we were not number one. We've been number one on third down on offense in the Big 12 as long as I can remember. Like Every year, like that is one of the givens that, that we're going to lead the conference in. And last year, I don't think we did, and I don't think we were close to it. 918 says defense needs to get off the field on every third and five yeah. plus. I would like to see more third and five pluses and not so many third and ones and third and twos. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and I don't know. We talked about this last year during the year and then directly after the season ended. Um, we need to be prepared to play four downs every single uh, set of downs. People went for it on fourth down against us quite a bit last year um, and were successful way too often. Yep. Ohio Sooner, if we're going to win uh, big, the Big 12, we must play 60-minute games. Uh, 405, D-line has to get consistent pressure. And Colin Claremore mm-hmm. says, we must win the Big 12 championship in order to win the Big 12 championship. Fair. Thank you for uh, simplifying Fair. that, Cole. Appreciate that. Yep. Tyler from Kellyville, the best quarterback in the Big 12, isn't even starting tomorrow. It's JFA, Jackson Arnold. Mm, maybe. Maybe so. Panda in Texas, Arkansas State, please throw a bunch. Going to make Bowen a Heisman finalist with all the picks he will get. I bet you'll, you cannot guess who led the Big 12 in third down conversions last year. Uh, it's someone very under the radar is what it sounds like. So... I am going to blindly guess that I don't know Tech led the and it's by a huge amount too. I I mean I just the way that you said it didn't make me think it's like K State or TCU. I'm just gonna guess Tech. Kansas Mm. would not they converted thirty or excuse me fifty point six percent. The next closest was Iowa State at forty one point nine. And then everyone's kind of bunched right together between like 41.9 and like 38. And Kansas was 50.6 on third down. That's insane. Jason Bean for Heisman is what it sounds like to me. There we go. Maybe we should root for Jason Bean to be on the sidelines and not not Jalen Daniels this year. He may catch a a couple of votes. Man, 
Um, what a start to the season last night. I, I know we had football week zero, but uh, last night was was very, very interesting football. That was awesome. Um, well, and we also had – like, I was just glad that football was back on. And in no way was Nebraska and right. Minnesota a clean game, but I saw so much, oh, God, Big Ten football, it's just a disaster. Well, yeah, overtime is really what we need after watching 60 minutes of this crap. I enjoyed every bit of Nebraska and Minnesota last night. It, it was not a clean football game, but it was it was I, I don't know. I, I found it highly entertaining last night. I waited all off season. I thought that Thursday night was gonna be great. The Utah Florida game wasn't all that competitive, but Nebraska, Minnesota, I I thought it was awesome. It's so I, I will I don't think I'll ever understand that. And I totally I totally get that I'm in and you are in the minority that most people want to see. I, uh, here's the thing. If, if you've got a game that is 7 to 10 in the fourth quarter, I, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a, a, a horribly played football game. If you score 40 points on someone, they suck. At defense, right? (laughs) You have horribly played defense. Now, maybe you're okay with that, but you can't have it both ways. You can't say that you want good defense, but then say that a low-scoring game is horrible to watch and horribly played because it's just not the case. In fact, it's probably about the same. It's just offensively slower than opposed to being defensively slower in a high-scoring game. Oh, man, Nebraska. Just their first opportunity to finally close out a fourth-quarter game. And I got to say, I thought that it was actually going to happen, but missed opportunity after missed opportunity, terrible interception. And every Nebraska fan knew that that kick was going in at the end of regulation. They knew it. They knew it was going in. They've seen that before. Knew it was going in. They could have just walked off the field yes. after they fumbled uh, the ball. No, yeah, this is a gimme. Yeah, just just go ahead and pick up your ball. No, no problem. Just get back in the car. I'm not. I'm talking about whenever they fumbled it with like five minutes to go. That, that game's over. Like this is the Nebraska team's going to do the same stuff. Um, but we did get to see an amazing catch. That might be the catch uh, of the that year. That was awesome. Uh, that was that was so awesome. All right, quick timeout. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. Taking a quick break here from the Brown Bag. Brand new spot on the west side of Norman, 36 in Robinson. You can't miss us. Prepare all their ingredients fresh every day here. The menu is made up of all kinds of fresh ingredients made to order. Family will love it. Dine in, drive through, or order online, thebrownbagok.com. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. It's Raymond and Austin. We're back. The Rush, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. A reminder, tomorrow our pregame festivities and postgame will be live on Campus Corner. I will be at Boyd Street Ventures from 8 to 10. Plank will get us started at there from 7 a.m. So 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. We will be at Boyd Street Ventures on Campus Corner. We'll also be at Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Teddy will get there about mm, 7.05 to get things started off. Toby will get there yeah. before that. And then uh, Steely will be at Balfour from 8 to 10 as well. And I will have a select number of the pink 
We support Miss V t-shirts for sale tomorrow. We're accepting nice. cash or Venmo, 20 doll hairs for one shirt. I'll have about three dozen, probably, uh, pink t-shirts that we made with uh, benefits proceeding the OU Stevenson Cancer Center. So come by Boyd Street Ventures tomorrow to uh, to claim yours. All right, we've talked about it all off season. Let's just make sure that we're on the same page here in terms of season expectations. Season expectations, is there anything less than is there anything less than a Big 12 championship? Let's start there. Anything less than a Big 12 championship that can be considered a successful season and taking injuries out of it, of course. Yeah. Um outside of some team in the Big 12, Kansas State, TCU, I guess even Texas, having like an unbelievable elite of the elite football team, like a competitive national title type of contender, not a semi, not a playoff, like a national championship type of contender, it's hard to say right now that, yeah, I'd be happy with the season where we didn't win the Big 12. I just think it's so wide open this year. Um, you are yeah. easily in the group of contenders. I think you got to win it this year, man. I mean, this we're, last time I checked, this is OU that we're talking about. I just can't. That's right. I can't go into a year saying, well, if they just make the Big 12 championship, then I'll consider it a success. No, that's crap. I think this team's going to be a lot better. I don't think this conference is going to be very good. Go win the freaking thing. That's how it should be. That's it. Well, I, I think Coach Venables said it the best. I heard him say it on the, the show at Rudy's. He said, you know, a lot of places, in fact, most places, the expectations of a season don't align with what the standard of the program is. Well, here they do align the standard of the program is to win a conference championship every year right and that is the expectation as well they align a hundred percent whenever you enter a new season with Oklahoma football the expectation and the standard is to win the conference plain and simple there you go yeah I mean I, I guess some would take and I, I would I would take it a TCU situation from last year don't win the conference, but to find your way in the playoff and win a game in the playoff. I, I yeah. just, just make make the playoff. I think it's definitely a successful year, whatever that looks like. Yeah, if if you have a great season and happen to stumble in the Big Twelve championship game, that's obviously not what you want. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and say it's okay, but it's way more palatable when you still go to a college football playoff, right? So, yeah, that I guess that would be the one circumstance, which means they would have had to have an incredible season. But yeah, um, Big 12, you win a Big 12 championship this year on your way out. It'll feel really good for reasons that are rather obvious. Um, that's, that's where my expectations are going into this year. They kind of start like anything less than 10 wins, no thank you, but it's 10-plus wins in a Big 12 championship. Yeah. Anything more than that, yeah. then great. Yeah, even more momentum heading into the SEC. Totally agree. By the way. Well, we we are in lockstep, my friend. Real, real quick, um, it is official. 
Five-star Dominic McKinley has announced his commitment to Texas A&M. A&M. Dom McKinley is A&M bound. Oh. Dang it. Well, we knew we had him. Knew we had him all along. You, you knew that we were – you knew. You Didn't you know? Didn't you think that we are going to get Don McKinley down the stretch? Man. Did I do that uh, right? Start talking really fast and then, a, and then answer the question by asking the reporter back a question? Yeah. You knew he was coming, didn't you? You like five-star D lineman, don't you? Well, dang it. That um, – that – that late good news we were hearing on Oklahoma was, uh, oh, man. I may have preferred to have never heard any of it. Seriously, <laughs> it know? just ended up being – we were still on the David Stone high, and it was like, hey, yeah. really? Let's go. We could get anyone yeah. we want now. We'd still be on the David Stone high if we never heard any of that. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I never expected to, to land him, but I will admit that as it got closer and I heard some of the quotes from, from his mom, I was like, hey, man, we got a shot at this. Most this genuine could group of people she's ever met. It was like, ooh, okay, mom, mom likes OU here. Let's go. It's OU and A&M. Right. They're all about relationships. How do they not pick OU? Come on. Well... That's uh, it's not uh, that one's not for that's not like the Winery situation, right? I that's in terms of this you, you one think was, the like, was going to be a bonus all along. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it felt like it was going to be a bonus like a week ago. Um, so yeah, yeah. I think yeah, if, if you want to say that those because two we are never a bit led, different. there was yeah. no one that ever like projected him here. I. So it was like if it happened, it was going to be like one that you. you there was didn't a feeling at one point checked. that OU might have been the slight leader for Dominant McKinley, might, but there mm-hmm. were a lot, there were a lot stronger feelings toward Williams Winery being an OU lean than there ever was yeah. Dominant McKinley, and like who knows what happens with Dominant McKinley in the next month? Maybe OU is gets him on campus or something happens. I don't know, but. I mean, Williams Winery committed, and then four days later, he's wearing OU gloves and OU cleats to the game. So that one is really yeah. not over. Well, you know, it, it, it's we're, we've so far we've lost two. We've lost one to Missouri, and I don't know if you say we lost it. I, I, I guess we lost one to A and M. I there's worse places to lose a recruit to. I. If you lose a recruit to Alabama or to Georgia, you doubt there's going to be anything that happens between now and signing day that would make that recruit second-guess his decision, right? But Missouri and A&M, it's almost a given that something's going to happen between now and signing day to make them second-guess what they've decided to do and where they've decided to go play for the next four years. That's fair, yeah. 949 Williams Winery is not out of the question as of now. Same for Dom McKinley. Cole and Claire Moore, if we make the playoff, we must win in the first round. Must. Once you break that barrier into the playoffs, exceptions change. If we lose that playoff game, nationally we're right back to where we were with TBOW where we can't break through the first round, especially a season after watching TCU win in the first round. Disagreement. I disagree with that. I I don't think that if if there's people out there 
that feel like Oklahoma has just, you know, punched the reset button and we're rebooting and we're the exact same program as we were under Lincoln Riley, then they're not paying attention. Um, And I know a lot of people that follow college football don't pay attention. Okay, I get that. But I don't know. If you go from six and seven to making your college football playoff, and I know that we'll readjust this as the season goes and and everything, but I doubt it ends with us or fans or national, um, you know, national people that cover it saying that Oklahoma is the same as they've always been. I just I don't think that's going to be the well, case. I, I, we I, have I, been a a, a defenseless program for quite a while now we have found and out if we though, get back to the playoff it's going to be because of good defense the people cover the sport nationally don't always actually know about the sport that it's they true. cover so you may be giving them too you much won't be credit. able to slip that one past chat gpt <laughs> yeah, though seriously. they'll know uh one we'll more see that things two, are different one more from the 214 and i do appreciate i feel like uh we're progressing a little bit as a community here at least the text line is now um, typing out their F-bombs in all caps to where they're yeah. easier to catch. That's very nice. I appreciate that. This text says, Texas A&M is like the rich kid who showed up to football practice in high school wearing the best cleats, the expensive shorts, and the best of everything after spending the summer working out with the best athletic performance trainer and then rode the blanking bench the entire year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But this time with Jimbo, it's going to be different. Mm. It's going to be different. Not so much. We'll see. We'll see. All right, quick time out. Hanging out the brown bag today here on the west side of Norman 36 in Robinson's newest restaurant around. Uh, the menu made up of all kinds of fresh ingredients made to order. Uh, your family's going to love it. Dine in, drive through, or order online at the brown bag okay. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. It's Raymond and Austin. We're back on All-Star Sports Radio. Celebrating their 30th year, our sportsbook and casino sponsor, BetUS.com, is going big. That's right, Austin. Sports bettors can win a new truck, get the industry's biggest 125% sign-up bonus, and even get a... You know, we see Football Friday on the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet, text line. Sean from Bixby says, I can't wait for Jimbo and the rest of that joke of a coaching staff to get blank canned. Uh, Why? Didn't didn't put the four-letter word in bold there. Come on, guys. Could just, just do me a solid here. No, I wa- th- this is the reason I was sad when Tom Herman got fired at Texas. It's yeah. way more like it's awesome seeing Texas A&M lose and fail miserably. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's even better when they have a clown like Jimbo in there. Makes it 10 times I better. Kn- the frustration and I totally understand it is it's frustrating to see someone get zero results and get paid as much money as he does. It's frustrating. You want to see him get fired for that. The problem is you don't number one. You don't want A and M to make the right hire next and become really good, and the product on the field matches the way that they've recruited. You don't want that to happen. And number two, I 
if they fire him, they pay him every single penny left on that contract. Or what? I mean, it's a budget, whatever the buyout is, and it's huge. It's like seventy million dollars or Who's something. Who's going to pay crazy? for that? You, you going to pay for that? You, you think it's a good idea to pay for that? You, 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 you coming out of your pocket? I, you don't want to give him a reward for being terrible. You want his ass there every morning at five thirty a.m. wasting his and everyone else's time. That's what you and want. Fighting with Bobby Petrino. Yeah. yeah, let's see how the marriage there works out. By the way, you said uh, you don't want A&M firing Jimbo, and maybe they hire the yeah. right coach. Sure. Um, they've been looking for Mr. Wright since uh, World War II, but I guess anything is possible. Blind squirrel. Every now and then it happens, Tyler. Every now and then it happens. You don't, we don't want it to happen. Alabama has finally named a starting quarterback. Old Nick wouldn't put out a depth chart earlier this week. Jalen Milrow is QB1 for the Bama Middle Tennessee State game coming up tomorrow. And we saw him last year come into that Arkansas game and run around, Mm -hmm. go crazy. I feel like this is their best move in terms of potential upside. This guy's crazy athletic. And if he's a better passer, if he could be a consistent passer, and and I know that that's a big question mark with him, but watch out if they can throw the ball with Jalen Milrow. They're going to be deadly on offense. I totally agree. And, you know, I I don't know about anyone else, but I expected Milrow to be the starter the entire time. I expected Nick Saban to not tell anyone the entire time. And, you know, this whole mess about not releasing a depth chart because he doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings on his team, that – yeah, don't I, believe that. I, at I'm all. to believe That's that Nick Saban. For the media. I'm to believe that Nick Saban is worried about hurting other people's feelings for the yeah, first time in his career. Yeah, that's just now happening. It's punishment for everyone saying that they're done. They're not going to be any good this year. They can't find a quarterback. Um, like Georgia's the new standard. Way to go, SEC, David Pollock. The new standard college you cost football. the rest of the media. Good job, dude. Yeah, he's. He's going to say, okay, well, I'm not going to give you guys anything to write about then. If all you're going to write is trash, fine, write it. He probably get no information from us. He probably fired the staffer today that leaked that Milrow's going to be QB1. Yeah, probably. Probably so. Well, uh, I, for one, think Alabama wins the Southeastern Conference and probably going to pick them as, a, uh, as the national title football team. I I'm, I'm there. I've I think I've gone on mm. record with that, but I definitely think like in terms of predictions this year, I feel strongest about it's what they're going to do in Texas in week two. And I'd like to right. tell you what I think that they're going to do to Texas in week two, but it's not radio appropriate. It's it's bad. Right. I mean, here's the thing: I, of the teams that are replacing quarterbacks. Uh, I guess do we count Clemson as replacing a quarterback? Did he did he play? He started in the I Orange think Bowl maybe last he started year, one right? Game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, sure. wasn't very good. Yeah, that's that's fine. Between like Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, I trust Alabama and Ohio State way more than I trust Clemson and Georgia. Now. Clemson, like Georgia is last on the list. Clemson is ahead of uh, ahead of Georgia, but 
Alabama and Ohio State have – Ohio State's done it really well recently, but they haven't won a title. Uh, Alabama has done it and won a title pretty much with every single quarterback that they've had. Yeah. Uh, Except with – Bryce Young didn't win – he never won a championship, did he? Bryce Young did – He just won the Heisman. Just won the Heisman that – yeah, I don't think that – no, yeah, because Mac Jones was the last one. Yep, yeah, that's right. Yep. Panda yep. in Texas says, if one was to flip, who do you think it is and who would you want it to be? Dom McKinley or williams Winery? Who do I think is most likely? I would say williams Winery, just because of yeah. everything that's happened since his, um, since his commit. And there's a thought that at some point this year he might join his uh, LSN teammates and take a visit to Norman. Who would I want it to be? I'll take the number one player in the country. Give me Williams Winery, please. Though I'd, I'd yeah. take Don McKinley in a heartbeat. You know, it's interesting. I Who do I think it would be? I think it would be Winery. Because of the obvious ties, because Oklahoma led for so long, because of where he committed to Missouri. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of reasons why I, I think that's most likely who it would be. Who would I want it to be? I'm not so sure I, would, I don't want it to be the McKinley kid. No, and I, I had to think. I had to really think about that. I mean, he's six foot six, 285 pounds, and runs a 4.7 in the 40. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's tough to turn down. Right. Yeah. It's, and, it, it, it's yeah. just when Aries like the, the number one defensive player in the cycle, and like, just for that reason, it's hard to, to turn that down because the upside is insane with that. Right. Yeah, there's no doubt. I don't think you'd be upset with either one of them, but um, just just with some of the stuff that you've kind of heard, and you never know like if if a lot of it is just sour grapes. But I don't know. I I may have to select. If I had to guess, if I had to choose. Like if that question was asked to the staff, if I were to guess who the staff would say in terms of not who they want, but who they think would be more likely. I feel like they would say Williams Winery. Yeah, you agree with that? Um, yeah, probably so. Just because they led for him for so long, and it sound it felt like for a long time that it was like a, um, not a guaranteed deal, obviously, but something that they felt was was definitely going to happen. So that's probably where they'd go. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll come back and wrap up hour number one here from the Brown Bag in Norman. This is the Ref Sports Fast Signs of Norman, 405-701-2890. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. David's Group bringing you this hour of the rush on a football Friday. Emergency repairs, mold damage, and so much more. Caven's Group can help you out with your home or your office building. Check them out, cavensgroup.com. Florida tried to troll last night, but they ended up being the ones that got trolled in mm. the ends. One of their players, I guess during walkthrough, 
uh, from the field, uh, in, put it out on Instagram, and it was a photo of Rice Eccles Stadium, and it said, Lil Ah Stadium. L I L A H Stadium. Lil Ah Stadium. <laughs> to which Florida tweeted out from their official athletics accounts after the 24 11 win Lil I Dub. Well, hang on a second. You're telling me, like, I saw that the player put it out. Florida put it out on their official. No, 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 no. Utah did. Utah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's which great on Utah. I thought Flor. I thought you said Florida did it. I was about yeah, to my say, bad if oh I did. my god, that person's fired. Wow, that's uh, yeah. Come on, man. You don't make fun of the size of the stadium. Now that's them's are fighting words for anyone that takes themselves seriously. Them's are fighting words. Know your opponent a little bit better too, right? Come on, try and troll someone over their stadium, and that team's been tougher than hell for I, I don't know how many years now. Close to a decade, Utah's been, or more. I, I don't know how far back you want to go. It's a tough team that plays smart football, offensively, defensively, and they didn't even have to hardly do anything, no. and they're down a bunch of guys and just, you know, kind of. Down their, their best Two, two best players, right? Yeah. Um, hit on a big play early, and they win that one 24-11, but it didn't, I mean, they didn't even feel that close, man. No. Utah dominated. Dominated. You, Utah just held Florida's nose in a pile of their own poo for 60 minutes of football. Just just held it there. You, you know, know what? That's Now that I think back to that game, that's exactly what it felt yeah. like watching. Yeah. yeah. Just held it there. Just – you're going nowhere. Lil Apu is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> just, just sit there and uh, sit there and enjoy because nothing's going to happen from this point on. Stanford, Cal, SMU to the ACC, and maybe it's the start of the season. Maybe it's the fact OU is going to the SEC. Maybe it's the fact that it's Stanford, Cal, and SMU. I didn't. It didn't draw much of a reaction from me this morning. Like, there's been some other conference moves. Like, whoa, oh, it's big time. Stanford, Cal, and SMU to the ACC. In the grand scheme of things, that didn't that didn't do a whole lot for me as a fan. I'm good. Still confuses Man, me. I got to tell you, it's confusing, and the only reason, like, it makes the only way it makes sense that they added three schools is if they know they're going to lose three schools like, say, well, Clemson, Florida State. Florida and- State's got a big meeting coming up, uh, I think, a week from today. They voted no on this deal. I think yeah. you could be on to something. I, it, it makes no sense. It doesn't do anything for the ACC in a positive manner. There, there's nothing there. It, it, it feels to me like – they know Florida State's out the door. They've made it known. Let's prepare for it. I don't know. It feels like the beginning of a trade or something. I, it just it makes no sense. I can't imagine why anyone in the conference would vote for that. It, it's just so weird. I don't know that we've got all the information. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two of The Rush coming up next here from the Brown Bag and Norman. Well, we know I'm going away and how I wish. You're listening to the home.